If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. An opening line, a Japanese mystery, and what's up with axes? All this and more on today's How Did This Get Made a mini episode. Hit the theme! The lights have gone up and the crowd's gone home. But this movie's still rolling around in your dome. So Paul's gonna talk about the things they missed and what made you happy and what left you pissed. He's gonna take your questions and give advice and talk about some comic books that he likes. So it's a mini episode. No mail that cause we're stuck at home. It's a mini episode. You won't hear my theme for the mailbag though. I worked really hard on it and they played it for a while till COVID hit. I'm sorry that I'm hung up on this shit, so enjoy this mail-free mini-episode. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to a How Did This Get Made mini-episode. It's me, Tall John Shear, a.k.a. Paul Shear, a.k.a. a person who has a lot of opinions about Canadians and their pools. Uh, people, this is a mini-episode. This is where I'm going to tell you all the info that you need for next week's episode, and you're going to tell me all the things that we missed from last week's episode. And believe me, based on what I've been seeing on the Discord, there are plenty. By the way, are you on the How Did This Get Made Discord? Just go to discord.gg slash hdtgm. And if you're into Discord, I also have a Discord. It's attached to my Twitch channel. It's just discord.gg slash paulshear. We talk all things How Did This Get Made on mine. How Did This Get Made is only about how did this get made. Mine is open up to TV shows, health and fitness, being a parent, all those big issues, and also some unspooled and league and NTSF talk. It's all there. But again, that is just besides the point, because right now I want to tell you that that is where we've been going to find out all the things that we've missed. Uh, We've replaced the Earwolf message boards, the old antiquated boards with this brand new sweet Discord. Uh, So we'll be talking about January Man with... uh, cool up in just a little bit but a big thank you to greg anderson for that amazing theme thank you greg 
people, I want you to get ready. I want you to just relax and know that how did this get made wants to come inside your house. Will you let us in? On 423, we are doing a live show. That's right, a live show virtually. Uh, You can go to onlocationlive.com slash HDTGM. That's onlocationlive.com slash HDTGM to buy tickets to our virtual live event. It's 423. It's a Friday, uh, April 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, if you can't watch the show because of the time zone that you are in, uh, this is a worldwide event. Uh, You can watch it for the rest of the weekend. Um, You just will miss out on some of the audience interaction, but it's not that big of a deal. It's really fun uh, for us to do these shows live and we love the chat and we love the community. Um, but we hope you can join us for the show. And now what is the movie we'll be talking about? Well, it's going to be a great one. It's called Tammy and the T-Rex. It's Denise Richards. It's Paul Walker. And it is perfection. Now, um, if you're like me, you are probably uh, shocked and saddened to hear about the Arclight closing. It's a theater chain here in Los Angeles and all across the country that, uh, is just a high standard for amazing films. I mean, it is the the mecca, if you will, of projection and a theater going experience. And they are um, they're closing down. And in this idea that we want to help save our small theaters, we are going to recommend that for this show, you go to Alamo on demand to watch Tammy and the T-Rex. Yes, it's streaming in a bunch of different places, but uh, by going to Alamo on demand, you can rent this film for $2.99. That's really cheap. And it supports an amazing organization that we love so much, which is the Alamo Draft House. Uh, we were originally going to actually have a live screening in conjunction with the Alamo Draft House, but because of uh, COVID, we were not able to do that. So support them, support small theaters. And if you can't and you don't have the means and you're like, I already buy a ticket, then don't worry about it. It's available to stream on Hulu and Shutter, and uh, you can you can get it anywhere else. But if you're going to pay for it, go to Alamo On Demand. You don't have to sign up for anything. It's just very simple. $2.99. You can't beat that. All right, people, enough of my yapping. Let's hear from you because I know you have problems and I'm going to try to solve them. I've been looking at some of the feedback I've been getting in the Discord. I'm taking my lumps. I'm taking my lumps. You know what? I tell you all the time. I'm just one person trying to do the best that I can. You ask me questions. I'll give you answers. It's time for the Paul Helpline. Thank you, Dave Tanner. Love that song. All right, let's go to Dora from Maine. What does it mean to be from Maine? Hi, Paul. This is Dora from Portland, Maine. I am a nerd. I suffer a little bit from anxiety, and it's really hard for me to, like, go out there, meet new people, especially when it comes to dating. So I'm wondering if you have any good openers, like good icebreakers for me. Thank you, and have a great day. Dora, great question. Do I have any good icebreakers for you? This is a this is a, a tricky question because I've not dated in a long time. So I don't know necessarily if I have a great icebreaker. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to guess the people in the Discord right now are going to say, well, maybe you just need to go online and connect with people who have the same interests as you. Like if you want to go on the Discords that I spoke about earlier, you might find a connection with somebody, but maybe those people aren't in your area. Well, maybe you'll find a different Discord. I don't know, but I would say that you want to be your most authentic self 
And I would imagine that just being you, being engaging, you don't need to have like a, uh, like there's that book, The Game, right? Uh, Neil Strauss book where they would go around and, and try to find these ways to engage uh, you know, a member of the opposite sex and they would be like, oh my God, did you see that? Those people fighting outside and then the person at the bar would be like, oh no, what do you mean? And then you'd kind of forget about it and, and then kind of get into a conversation. Like the idea is like, what can you do? And I think the only way that you can really have a good icebreaker is to maybe just react to your surrounding. Like if you're out and look, I have anxiety too. I mean, I'm having a hard time sometimes starting a conversation with people in, I'm not even trying to date them, but you're Try to find something to connect on. And I think uh, the only way you can do that is by reacting naturally to your surroundings. Don't have anything pre-planned. Don't have anything ready to go because if you do, it will sound forced and it won't be your authentic self. And if you can't figure it out, uh, I would say, and probably, I don't know if this works. Again, I haven't done this. Just a simple, hey, uh, who do you know here? Or hey, have I seen you at so-and-so? Whatever it is, just get it going get a vibe of the room and see what happens. I, it's, it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing. And I appreciate you asking. I wish I had something better, but uh, if you want something better, I'll give you this. You can say this. You can say simply like this. Oh my God, I am never time traveling again. And that either will bring somebody in or push them very far away. All right. Uh, next up. Oh, this is a good one here. We have a call from a very interesting person. Take a look. Hello, Paul. This is Daniel. Um, I'm calling because I'm currently in the middle of a career change. I'm going back to school, um, trying to get on a new career path. And it's been about a year, and I'm starting to feel really burnt out. And I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to maintain motivation for a long-term goal. Like, how do you keep your sights set on a goal that feels so far away and still so unattainable? Anyway, any words of wisdom you can share with me would be greatly appreciated. Love the show. I can't wait to listen to the mini episode. Bye. Daniel, what a great question. Um, look, I read a book a long time ago called uh, Getting Things Done. It's like this whole idea of like the GTD. Um, and I've taken a lot of things from that book and I don't subscribe to it 100%, but I definitely like a lot of the theories in it. And one of the theories that they put forth is the idea to break up a giant task with small tasks. And I think I've read this in multiple places. So whatever that big goal is, build like 25 mini goals before it. Like to get there, you must do X, Y, Z, and then, or maybe I should say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, uh, before you get there. And I think that that really helps because it breaks up this insurmountable task into small things. You know, if cooking dinner, you just can't have it served. You have to start prepping and that's every step of the way. And before you start prepping, you have to go to the supermarket. And before you go to the supermarket, you have to actually pick the recipe, right? And before you pick the recipe, you have to figure out what food you're in the mood for, that kind of a thing, right? You really want to dole it out. And I think that when you give yourself small goals, you start to get into the sense of victory. You're just working towards the next small goal. Don't look at the big picture all the time. We are headed toward the big picture, but it is not the goal in front of us until it is the goal. Does that make sense? I don't know what you do, so it's harder for me to wrap my head around it, but that's the way I approach my life. Um, 
you know, children, uh, like even when I'm away on location and I'm away from my family, like, all right, let me get to here. Then get to here. Then I get to here. Like chunk it up, take small bites. Uh, that's what I would say. Uh, thank you for that call. I hope that helps. All right. Uh, and our final question is a follow-up. All right. This is going to actually be really good. Hey, Paul. This is Sophia. I'm just calling in response to the caller with the neighbor and the shitty fence. Um, depending on where he lives and who the local municipality is that regulates property law, um, here where I live, it's our county, and um, anyone, any resident can uh, just pretty much walk in or call and, and talk to a county representative. Um if it's interfering with his property in any way, like falling onto his property, um, a local municipality could address that. Um, so that's something to think about. Hope is not all lost. Thanks. I appreciate that, Sophia. Great response there. Yeah, there's a lot of weird legalities with property lines and things of that nature. Um, explore all the options. And by the way, as we're speaking about follow-ups, um, A, let us know how that turns out, but B... The pool situation. I've done a lot of listening to what people have been saying about the pool situation. And I got to say, it seems like it really comes down to a personal preference. What people want. I have not lived in your area. I don't know. I grew up on the East Coast. I had an above-the-ground pool. We were not wealthy. um, And we loved that above-the-ground pool. We lived in New York. We didn't use it all the time. Um... I've lived in LA where we could use a pool all the time. Uh, and it's been amazing. I miss having a pool. I don't have a pool now, uh, but it really comes down to what you want. I've read a lot of complaints about, well, a hot tub is this and that, 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 um, look, we only live one life, right? And you gotta do what makes you happy. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it makes you happy. And we are only given today. So if you want a goddamn fucking pool, put it in because who knows how long you will be here. So if you get those four months and then you croak, at least you had four months of swimming. God damn it. All right. I'm sticking to my pool. Uh, all right, people, that is all for our helpline. I encourage you always to give me a call. I encourage you always to give me feedback uh, because we are solving your problems together. All right. now. Let's move on with our show. And the best way for us to move on with our show is by asking you once again to help us. That's right. We need your help. We want your help. If you have a theme for the show, send it to us at howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com. Remember, uh, the shorter the better. Really, 15, 20 seconds is a sweet spot that we will never, never be upset with. All right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Today's podcast is brought to you by... Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, plus 
with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, you choose your tone, and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning, and when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at captaincrunch.com. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People, while you are preparing for next week, it seems like we might have dropped the ball on some things from last week's episode. We are turning the show over to you as you tell us some of your corrections and omissions. Jason, June, Powell, they correct themselves, but they can't correct them all. If you got a missions, correct them with Powell. Just pick up the phone and you give them a call. You give them a call. Now you just give them a call, man. 1-800, if Powell asks, you can make a call. Thank you, Chris Purcell. Oh, great theme song there. We have called through dozens of voicemails. And a lot of how did this get made Discord posts. Uh, we have found the best observations. Let's go to the Discord. Dr. Guts writes, The killer's murderers seem both overly thought out and extremely random. His first murder takes place on February 29th, 1988. If you're going to do a murder a month, why start in February? If you're going to do prime numbers, why start with 29? I mean, the idea of murdering on a leap day is interesting, but ultimately serves no real significance. Yes, this movie could have done, I mean, January to January, right? The January man. Why are you starting in February? Makes no sense. And I didn't even think about the prime number thing. I'm not good with math. I know that that sounds bizarre, but they're saying no one questioned this. It could have been a Sherlock Holmes-esque type of thing, and no one did even the barest of research. Anyway, we'll go to Crow. Crow writes, I do think the Roger Ebert review definitely encompasses what the main issue of this movie is. The January Man is worth a study 
As a film that fails to find its tone, it's all over the map. It wants to be zany but violent, satirical but slapstick, romantic but cynical. It wants some of its actors to rant and rave like amateur tragedians, tragedians, and others to reach for more subtle nuances. And it wants all of these things to happen at the same time. Exactly. Roger Ebert, you nailed it. And I think that we actually did a pretty good job of nailing it, too. Um, Aaron Renee writes, when Kevin Klein is trying to break down the door at the end with the sledgehammer, not the fire extinguisher, like Jason says, all I could think was he used to be a firefighter. Isn't breaking down doors what they learn on the first day? And isn't in a New York City apartment? I mean, what universe are the doors so sturdy and strong to make this so difficult? Not to mention, why couldn't she just leave the door unlocked? So he could just walk in, Aaron. Holy shit. You just laid down a lot of knowledge. First of all, you slapped Jason. Second of all, yeah, he's a fireman. You would think that not that's the whole thing. And I think that they they made it almost like a steel door. It makes no sense. But I'm thinking back to my apartment in New York. My apartment in New York was definitely a metal door. That's true. But I I wonder if that's an antiquated way of getting through doors with the axe. I don't know. I don't know. Please, if you're a fireman, a uh, fire person, I should say, uh, give us a call. Let us know uh, how to get a door or how to get through a door that's made of steel. Now I'm really curious. Fire people, let me know. All right, let's go to the phones. We are going to uh, talk to someone from the UK who I hope is going to come to one of our live shows, even though the live show is... Uh, so early for you. So, so early. We can watch it on the weekend. No big deal. When you get up, it'll be right there. Uh, all right. Here we go. Hi, Paul. It's uh, Five here from London, UK. Um, I've just watched January Man, and um, I was just wondering, the police chief, when he walks away at the end, he starts singing a little, or kind of starts humming a song, which I thought was um, the Calendar Girl song, and I just thought that may meant that he could be the serial killer. I just wondered what you thought about that. Thanks. Bye. Whoa. Hold on now. Are you telling me that you don't think that they caught the real killer? That there might be a cabal or maybe even a larger play, a plan that the entire end of the film, that he was a nobody looking to be a somebody, was not even the true answer? Well, goddamn, you, my friend, just launched me into my sequel fan fiction script. I'm going to get working on that today. Mark my words, today I'm getting into it. Uh, all right, thank you so much. Great call. More calls from London, please. Um, let's hear from Matt in Grass Valley. Hey, Paul. Uh, this is Matt in Grass Valley, California. I uh, just started listening to the January Man episode, and <laughs> right out of the gate there was just something I couldn't let slide. Uh, you reference uh, the Kevin Klein film, uh, I Love You to Death, and you say he played a mob boss. Um, he was a pizza store owner, and he was cheating on his wife, Tracy Ullman, and when she finds out, she loves him so much, she just can't bear it um, to do anything but murder him. And so that's basically the plot. In a nutshell, uh, he's a rascally Italian, and then takes his wife trying to murder him with uh, sleeping pills, and then Keanu Reeves and William Hurt. Uh, jumping in as well, uh, and of course with River Phoenix. Anyway, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, love Kevin Klein. Love that you guys are doing January Man. And so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick before uh, before I forgot. Anyway, love you guys. Bye bye. You are a hundred percent correct. I'm sorry that my memory of a film that I've seen 
as a child, which I also loved, was slightly off. Uh, I knew, and look, I'm Italian. I just assumed the, there was a mafia connection in there as well because I knew there was murder. Uh, but you're right. When you brought back the plot, that's a good movie, right, Matt? I think it is a good movie. I remember loving it. And it's like one of those great casts. Like I love a cast, like a movie like Sneakers, where all of a sudden you look around and everyone is just perfect. I'm going to go watch that tonight or maybe not tonight, eventually. Uh, thank you, Matt. And finally, Chris from Massachusetts. Hey, Paul, this is Chris from Somerville, Massachusetts. I was just calling in to shed a little bit of light on the Japanese reviews on Amazon for the January Man. Just listened to the episode. Hilarious as always. Um, and I figured I could speak a little bit of Japanese. So I'll go on to Amazon and check it out. So it turns out that those reviews aren't actually for the January Man. They're on that product's page for some weird reason. Um, but it's actually a review of a Japanese concert for a musician called Yutaka Ozaki. He's kind of a rock musician who died in his late 20s due to some sort of alcohol-related death. Um, I'm not entirely sure why they're leaving reviews for that on The January Man. So it does say people who like The January Man also like this DVD of him. Um, but I can't really find any connection between the two besides the fact that I guess he was born in January and... I suppose he was a man as well. Um, so I guess just keep doing what you're doing and stay safe and healthy. Whoa. This is a shocker. Uh, wow, I don't even know what to do. I mean, thank you. You're right. Uh, huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that besides, besides saying thank you for letting us know that that's what it is. So weird that it got on that page. I, there must have been something. Uh, okay. Ooh. This is interesting. Uh, Cambert has some more information. Uh, Cambert writes in the Discord board, uh, someone else beat me to cracking the Japanese review case, but I can provide some additional tangential information with the return of how did this get named? That's right. It's been a while, so bear me. He didn't say bear with me. I said bear with me. Uh, so January Man in Japan goes by uh, the English name, The Virgo Murders. Uh, what I find interesting about this is the fact the murders are linked to the constellation Virgo. That's a key part of Kevin Klein figuring out the case. It's not revealed until the last 15 minutes of the movie. So the title is basically spoiling the movie slightly for you. Uh, by the way, Cambert, not at all. That doesn't spoil the movie at all. Anyway, it should be noted if you search uh, Amazon Japan for the movie under this name, it only has 11 reviews and 28% are five stars. So wait, what are you saying that in Japan... Oh, oh, now I get it. Thank you, Cambert. All right, Dr. Guts is back. That's right. Uh, Dr. Guts writes, Kevin Klein's character demands that Danny Aiello get him an NEC computer with Lotus Agenda. If you're not familiar with it, the Lotus Agenda was a personal information manager software that could help you collect and organize information. It felt like the Agenda reference was thrown in because it was a cool, geeky thing that someone into computers in 1989 would want. But that doesn't seem to match Klein's character at all. I mean, he supposedly is brilliant, and yes, as Paul described, a beatnik. He seems to be a character who would hate technology, yet that computer basically does most of the work in solving the case. I mean, look, he... <laughs> He's a Sherlock Holmes that just relies on computers? I don't know. There's some great corrections and omissions here. I, I love them all. There's a great um, defense of this film, a very lengthy defense of this film, that I don't fully disagree with some of the thoughts behind it. I just think that you're doing a lot of legwork 
to describe why this movie is what it is. Uh, you can check it out on the Discord board. It's a very long writing up of a theory uh, of why this movie all works. And I think some of the ideas in it are actually pretty, pretty good. Uh, again, you might be reading more into it than need be. Um, but if we're going to crown a winner this week, I think the winner must be, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Aaron Renee. Aaron Renee, who came up with the idea, why can't a firefighter break down a door? Yes, Aaron, you are the winner. Rose to the top to defeat all the others. You really honored your father and mother. You brought it all and you went all in. And guess what, buddy? You win nothing. Thank you. Seth Chatfield, as always, you win nothing, but you will forever hold a place in my heart. We'll be right back after this. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eat all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our mini episode. Uh, so much great stuff here today. Uh, I'm so excited to tell you about our movie for next week. But before that, I wanted to give you a little bit of a pick of something that I have been enjoying. Um, and that is a book. That's right. Um, I have just finished reading Jesse Klein. Jesse Klein is an amazing writer. She's been behind some of your favorite shows, uh, probably most notably uh, the Amy Schumer show on Comedy Central, uh, but has worked on so many great things. And she's a phenomenal stand-up comic. She wrote a book a long time ago. It's called uh, You'll Grow Out of This. And I just finished her book and I absolutely loved it. Um, it's so uh, beautifully written. Uh, it's just a treat. And uh, I recommend that book highly. I also want to recommend uh, Richard Iote's book, uh, On Top, I believe it's called On Top, uh, where he writes about his fascination and obsession with the Gwyneth Paltrow movie uh, about uh, the stewardesses. You remember that film? Um, called A View from the Top. So definitely check out those two books if you like to read. If you don't, don't do anything. And now finally, uh, now that we've got January Man out of the way, let's talk about next week's film. We are going from Confusing Killers to a telekinetic kid. That's right. Next week, we are watching The Visitor. Oh, I love The Visitor. I actually own the vinyl uh, album that goes with The Visitor. It's so, so fun. IMDb describes The Visitor as uh, this. When the soul of a young girl with telekinetic powers becomes the prize in a fight between the forces of good and the devil, you have The Visitor. Let's listen to the trailer. Oh, oh, cannot wait for you to watch this. Uh, you can buy or rent The Visitor on Vudu or on YouTube TV. Uh, and make sure you check your local public libraries to see if you can find it anywhere else. Um, people, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about The Visitor. It's a live show. June will be back for that show. June will also be back for our live show uh, that we are doing. She is back here right now. Um, and now let's go to our friends, our producer, Avril Halley, and her partner, Andrew Galdi, as they take two minutes to discuss Love Weddings and other disasters. Here's their two-minute review. Start the clock. Cheers! Welcome, Welcome to, to Movie, Movie Bitches. Bitches! Tonight we're reviewing Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters. The Other Disasters I was gonna say, in this movie. An appropriate title. There is love, <laughs> weddings, and it's a disaster. Let's get into it. Oh boy, okay, so the the latest, well, I, I hesitate to call this a Diane Keaton movie because she is barely in yep. it. But Barely. let's just say, the, the latest Diane Keat movie came out, so I said, obviously, I will be watching it with my mother. And <laughs> I will say this. Uh, she's great. The turtlenecks were on point. The big slouchy bell pants. Her apartment. Yes. Yes. That was uh, pretty much the extent of it. Now, I will say, Jeremy Irons. I love the waistcoats. He was there speaking in his voice. That was about it, though. Those were the only positives. <laughs> the Diane part of it for me was complicated by the fact that they were having her play a blind person in a not particularly sensitive way. Oh, no. 
This movie felt like it was written in 1993 and was released、yep. in 2002, but somehow <laughs> it was written and released within the last few years and came out in 2020 somehow. It's like if Love Actually fundamentally did not work on any level whatsoever. If you wanted to watch it and just be like, "Wow, this is a..." A train wreck. You could. For me, it was a somewhat fascinating train wreck. The datedness, the amount of characters, the poor storytelling, plus Diane and Jeremy and those turtlenecks—they were fun together. I felt like they had chemistry. I felt like in、yep. a better movie, I would have like loved them together. I would say you could、Love、watch it and just watch those scenes. Yeah, because it's that's like, that's like a thirteen-minute movie with them. Right. You know, it's a, it's a little、yeah. short. Oh, that was a short、oh. about a man who was uptight and he met a woman and she loosened him up. So you know, ch- cheers, cheers to Diane and Jeremy. <laughs> sure. You can follow Movie Bitches on Twitter at Movie Bitches and on YouTube. Thank you, everyone, for making this show possible. A big thank you to. Cody Fisher, our super producer, our amazing sound engineer Devin Bryant, our MVP every episode Molly Reynolds, and everybody at Earwolf, especially Jill Ideas, who listens through and makes sure that this show sounds as good as it should.、Uh, please rate and review the show; it really does help. It really, really does help. Rate and review the show. Visit us on Twitter, Facebook, and IG, and make sure that you visit our Discord at discord.gg. Slash HDTGM or Discord.gg slash Paul Shear, and if you want to hear our show commercial free, new episodes and old episodes, go to Stitcher Premium for a free month month trial. Use the code Bonkers.、Uh, a big, 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 big. Thank you to everyone who's listening.、Uh, we will see you next week for the visitor. <laughs> Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the seventies, nineteen seventy-five to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.